Let's go to the phone line here. We got my buddy and a state rep up there in northeast Mississippi, Mr. Nick Bain. Good morning, Nick. Hey, Clay. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Thank you for uh, helping carve out some time and uh, hopefully making this a bit more of a regular occurrence. I, I like having you on. I like getting your input on stuff and uh, with your experience and knowledge and all. Uh, I won't be the smartest yeah. guy. I won't be the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, if you're asking me to be that, that's a low bar. But anyway, I appreciate you having me, and uh, 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 you know I enjoy coming on. You got a good audience, and and you talk about topics that are very interesting to me, and and something that I've worked on for a long time. So I appreciate you having me. Well, I appreciate it. Well, look, man. Obviously, I'm very passionate about what go, uh, the crime situation in Jackson, and you were a huge part of helping to curve that somewhat so uh, again i think jackson owes you a debt of gratitude and I well hope- let me say and let me tell you listeners uh you were phenomenal the other day when we had the hearing uh everybody was uh excited to hear you talk i had people from around the table were texting me uh, you know about clay edwards talking and, and getting your your feedback so uh you did great and uh uh i appreciate you coming and i'm, I'm thankful that you took the time and and uh you were able to have that platform to tell people what uh, the man on the street uh, sees Jackson as, sees the crime issues as. So uh, it was a very valuable testimony, and I'm, I'm thankful for it. Well, I, I appreciate it, and I, I think all people will appreciate what you do. And, you know, a conversation you and I had, and I hope, I hope, hope you don't mind me bringing this up, but a conversation you and I had when we first started talking uh, in text and stuff was we're, we're both passionate about people getting second chances and people getting – a good defense, and I, you know, I told you, I said, I know a lot of conservatives. They're so we're so lock them up, lock them up, lock them up. That sometimes we don't think about the rehabilitation, and we don't think about the second chance when people get out. You know, I'm a huge believer that nonviolent and non-sexual uh, felony felon offenders get an opportunity to get their voting rights back, the opportunity to own a firearm, uh, equal opportunity to get a job somewhere. I, I think that making people live with that mistake forever if if you know if it wasn't a violent crime i think i think that's something wrong and i I think what you're doing with this public defender stuff is right in that same that same lane well yeah you're exactly right i mean look we, we have to make a determination in this state of who we are mad at and who we're scared of and those that we're scared of they need to be locked up they don't need to be in society. And those that are, we're mad at, you know, do what we need to do to, to punish them or whatever. But you're exactly right. Give them the tools to reenter into society. Uh, give them the tools to, 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 to be rehabilitated and to be uh, uh, successful because it ends up costing us in the long run. I mean, you know, it's, it's right at $20,000, $25,000 a year to house somebody in MDOC custody. Well, you know, we as a state, per capita, have the largest amount of incarcerated people in the country. And, you know, we're a poor state. There's no if and buts about that. So when you start doing the math and putting the math to that, a lot of times people are in there for not, not – I would say 95% of people are in there are for some type of nonviolent offense. And this is what I try to tell a lot of my legislature friends. They're going to get out at some point. You know, they're going to. We need – to make that a soft landing for them and not and to give them the resources to get out and not to get back in. Uh, so you're exactly right. Uh, and I think we do that. You start to see it, it, it starts to help curb the crime uh, 
on on the front end and and keeping people uh, from going to prison, and then allows us to to go after those really bad actors, those people that we're really scared of, uh, because you know these low-hanging fruit drug crimes, they get on the docket. They've got to be prosecuted, too, and that takes times away from the violent murders, the violent rapes, the, the child sex cases, whatever the case may be. It takes away from, from them, and then you, it's just a, a trickle-down effect. So you're exactly right, and I appreciate you having that opinion and sharing it because uh, we do need to make things. And, I, and number one, and I think it's a, a Christian thing to do is to give people – the ability to give their life and turn their life around. Yeah, I mean, I, I tell you, I've been something I've been very public about, and since I've been speaking out about it, I've been surprised at how many people who are what I would call die in the wool conservatives have actually agreed with me. And I think sometimes somebody with a platform just needs to say it, and then others are like, oh, oh, it's okay to think that. I mean, I hate to call people sheep, but sometimes there is some groupthink to it. And because it's easy to get in a circle and be like, oh, tough on crime, lock them up, throw away the key. Well, I agree with lock people up when they need to be locked up, 100%. Mm-hmm. Right. But but what are we going to do when they get out? Man, you throw a starving man back out on the street that ain't got no way to feed himself, what's he going to do? Most likely rob you. Well, that's right. And then then you got the collateral effects, Clay, of, of maybe you got a uh, a dad who went to jail or a mom who had a just say a mom that went that went for a drug issue and now she's got a kid out there that the state's taken over that kid's become a ward of the state uh, so you got those all those collateral issues too that that this impacts so uh, it's it's certainly something that uh, we made strides at the last uh, couple of years I know that you talked to Russ Latino and, and his groups and and some of these Groups have always uh, taken this up and put it on the mantle to try to help reentry, and and I think you're going to start seeing it being chipped away more and more. Yeah, I I sure hope so. I think it's it, we talk a lot about second chances, and I think that is that that to me that's just it just makes all the sense in the world from a financial standpoint for the state, the financial burden to mm-hmm. to the, like you said the un the, the unintended consequences, the children being raised without a parent, and the life of crime that they can end up in following in unintended following in a mom or father's footsteps because that, that parent wasn't there. You see it happen so much. It's gen, it's, it creates generational poverty. No, you're exactly right. And that's a great way to look at it. It does. And it's something that we have. It, and it, and you're exactly right too. It's a change in the mindset by the electorate. It's a change in the mindset of, by policymakers to say, Hey, look, we've been doing this a certain way for over, you know, 50, 60 years Maybe we need to start looking at the way we're doing things differently, and that was and that and the legislature's been doing that over the last twelve years or so. I agree, uh, and I think I think they're going to continue to to look at some of those reform issues. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll end this topic with this. Um, I I thought that was one of the biggest things, generational changes that Donald Trump made as president, other than what he did with our Supreme Court, was the the criminal justice reform that he did. It, it was long overdue, and I'd like to see more of it. You're exactly right, and and we followed suit on some of the stuff we did in Mississippi, the Fresh Start Act, First Step Act, some of that stuff, giving people the ability to get back into uh, the workforce. Uh, he was that was a part of his presidency that doesn't get a whole lot of credit, uh, and he was he, he should be commended on that. Yeah, you know, one more thing I just thought of on, on the in the same vein of this, I do want to give a shout out to Mississippi Department of Corrections. I saw where they've now put a barber college in the in one of the prisons. 
to help teach people a legitimate trade that they can bring back out with them. And I, I love that. I, absolutely. Right. Can we do more of that? Can we turn these prisons into a bit of a Votech type yeah, thing for, love, for a certain segment of the criminals? And Bradley Lom down there runs uh, Prison Industries, where he takes a number of those, and they learn how to make chairs. They learn how to make uh, uh, text uh, 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 paper products and stuff like that. You know, sell, they're selling office furniture now. So it's a great resource, uh, but you're exactly right. Put them to work and let them learn a skill um, so, that they, so that when they get out, they do have that soft landing that we've been talking about. You know, then the state can sell the products that they're making. And, mm-hmm. and re- right. recoup some funds. It just it just That's makes too much sense. Yep. All right. You're hey, right. Let's do this. We, we we took up that whole segment talking about that, but that's something I know we're both passionate about, so I wanted to give it time to breathe. Let's take a break real quick. We'll come back, and let's jump into uh, Brandon Presley and Tate Reeves. Uh, some of this polling suggests that Brandon's got a little bit more than just a puncher's chance at this thing. So I want to take a look at that. We got Nick Bain right. with us, and we'll be right back on the other side of this break on the Clay Edwards Show. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM, WYAB in Central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And, of course, you're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. We update daily right here on the Clay Edwards Show, and check out all things Clay Edwards at clayedwardsshow.com for shirts and more. Peace.